You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, guys. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host as always. This week, we have a really special episode. It's the first episode we've ever had in over 180 weeks where we've brought in not a West Australian expert, but someone close to my heart from the East Coast. It is Sanjeev Saar from Investor's Dream. He is the first non-West Australian we've ever had on the podcast. And I thought it would be a very important time to get someone like Sanjeev in the studio as a personification of what I've been speaking about with Michelle Kerr, with Shane Beaumont, with Brendan Ptolemy over the last six months about what is happening in the WA market in regards to how the East Coast market is starting to affect the dynamic. Sanjeev is the director of Investors Dream, a buyer's agency in New South Wales that has bought over 100 properties for his clients in the last 12 months. So this is a guy who knows what his clients want and is here for a reason. Sanjeev, you're in WA, you're in the studio. Thanks for coming. No, my pleasure, uh, Trent. Always a pleasure talking to you. Sanjeev, you're a buyer's agent in Sydney, but you didn't start like that. You had a career beforehand, like a lot of buyer's agents. Can you give us a bit of a flavor as to your transition in property over the last decade and, and where that's led to now? So, Trent, I come from India. I came to Australia back in 2007 on a work visa as an IT engineer. Yep. And then uh, pretty much I was happy with what Australia has to offer, having good life, and then immediately I uh, back in 2009, I got married. My wife joined me. That time, we were buying properties in back in India, living in Sydney. I always used to think, oh my God, everything is a million dollars. So expensive, so you know, not worth buying. And then pretty much back in 2013, uh, I bought my first property in Western Sydney. I'm sure uh, that would have been a real effort to, you know, that first four or five years of, of saving and yeah, just learning the market, I guess. Yeah, I think it was a lot of saving, but uh, I think that time I was not an educated buyer, just like everyone, just had the money. I thought, okay, need to buy. I bought something. Luckily, uh, I bought in a good place. Then after moving in back in 2015, uh, that's where I was like looking to you know learn about property because the prices were going up. Uh, even I had bought an apartment on a credit card, which is another story oh, to tell. But Wow, not uh, many people have bought a property on their <laughs> credit card. <laughs> and luckily, I bought it in the first release, so I did well. Uh, but I thought it was a good mistake, I would say. In 2015, I started learning. After seeing the price were going up, I said, you know what? I was looking for some kind of passive income. And then, you know, I started learning. And that's where I made a decision back in 2015 that, you know what? In next five years, I want to go hard invest and learn all in, in property. And that's where I started doing renovation, a smaller subdivision, and uh, build a good property portfolio. So back in 2015, I made a decision next five years, I want to be in a position where I should be able to get out of my job. You sound like so many clients who come into this office, so many the listeners of the Perth Property Show, where they start their investment journey. They think, look, I want to buy this first house, not really sure what I'm doing. And they learn a few lessons, get to the second and third, then really get a bit of confidence and interest in the market and just want to learn, learn, learn. So at some point, there's a light at the end of the tunnel where there is a passive income that either replaces or supports their PAYG income. And look, it sounds like you've done it. Yeah, 100%. And that's what happened, you know, taking a baby step one after the another, learning all in, right? 
uh, and not focusing on making money, but no learning. And then eventually the money also came through, right? So literally in three and a half years, I changed my game. You can find me on API Magazine. I've got multiple mentors in property, uh, part of a lot of big groups where I've been invited sharing my journey. And it's not like, you know, become like a massive property portfolio or I was retired, but just to share how you can do even on a smaller or like simple POIG, living in Sydney, managing full-time job, we made it, right? Because it was a decision, it was the hunger, you can say, that, yeah, you want to make it and learn it all, right? Back in 2019, uh, I was in a position to quit my job, and I was already that time helping investors. So I said, okay, you know, I'll start the uh, the buyer agency so that I can... We can uh, do it for other people. Other people yeah. as well. Do what you love every day. And it sounds like it's a story where, one, your timing was impeccable. Obviously, you've learned and scaled into a market like Sydney that for a lot of people, just being in the market was a successful time. But you not only were in the market, you made great decisions, you scaled into that market, and it gave you a lot of opportunities to make mistakes quickly, fail quickly, and learn from that, and then build that out to your client base to be able to build a, a footprint. And I tell you what, to be a buyer's agent in anywhere in the country and have had served 100 clients in a financial year is a significant outcome. So I'm sure there's a lot more to come from you in the future, but I would take my hat off to you in the first place. So you're running an office out of Sydney. Where's the office? So the office is in Parramatta. Literally, we bought uh, one um, a small place in, in Harris Park, which is, you know... Um, parameter uh, for 1.2 million, which is a resi commercial uh, where we're running our office. I have a small team of four people now, including me and uh, we're growing team. Look, to be able to manage 100 clients with four people is, uh, from my experience, sounds like a very tough thing to do, but obviously you're getting through it. Mate, you're in Perth. You are in the studio in Western Australia right now. You're lodged up in Singleton, which for West Australians who don't know the suburb is on the way to Rockingham. What are you doing here, mate? You're obviously invested in a market that has been booming for years. We both agree, obviously, it started to turn. It's not a place where I would suggest anyone be investing into, and I believe you agree on the most part as well. Of all the places in the country, what are you doing here in Perth? Yeah, so first of all, like, see, uh, as a buyer agent, we buy all across Australia. So far, I haven't bought in Northern Territory yep. <laughs> uh, and Canberra, I would say, but rest like South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales, uh, full Queensland and Perth. I have never traveled. So I was looking to travel from some time and, you know, literally a month ago, I came for a short, short trip with my team member and we wanted to buy property, of course, here. And that's why I said, you know what, first time I'll, I'll go literally stay on the ground for two weeks and build a real relation, learn all I can. That's what we have been doing as an investor. And, you know, literally I'm here and buying properties for our clients. Can you give us an idea of what's piquing your interest and how those suburbs as a price point might compare to something you would be used to in Sydney? What I'm loving about Perth especially, affordability is there. As an investor, property investing, we say, is a business. You solve problem to make the, the money, right? And the problem in the country we have is affordability right? All across Australia, by the way. And what I see in Perth market is like you have houses for 400, double brick houses on a decent big blocks, right? Affordable while your income is like crazy. Highest in the country, right? More than Sydney people as well. Mm. I think it's around 1900 or $2,000 per week. It's crazy, right? I've been pushing that for months now. It's We have the highest incomes and we have the lowest house prices. We spend 23% of our income on mortgages whilst people in Sydney spend 60%. So, so the money is there, right? Affordability is there and the pressure is also there. I can see property selling so fast. 
rental is on rental crisis we all know right so i see a good potential there and plus your lifestyle pretty much you buy north south mm. it's you on the coast so like i can't think of buying something in sydney near the water side yeah. because it's like you're talking about couple of millions or even you go far away looking million plus right here it's quite affordable literally you know in on mandura or rockingham near the water you can pick up something even for 450 500k yeah. not far from the water right so i think those are the things um, I, i like it and oh definitely so um, when you think of locations around city of rockingham city of mandura which are also from inquiries we've had from buyers from the east coast that call us directly they have a particular interest in the city of rockingham and mandra i'm not sure whether there are forums on the east coast that have demonstrated value there there certainly is a particular interest what suburbs and price points would that compare to in sydney if you could compare that in terms of location and price you can't compare like for 400 450 in sydney like say even you go far away like central coast or something you know looking at million dollar plus ocean front ones right yeah again it's like far from sydney say uh, more than 100 kilometers or something along those lines right and here like you are within the city right like mandura or like rockingham rockingham say 50 kilometers more or less yeah. and mandura is like say 65 70 kilometers uh, uh, so you know it's uh, it's hard to compare it's two totally different price point and when i look at the population growth happening the infrastructure the government policies everything we have so that's where you know for me when i see especially after buying all across australia i see a good value to buy in this market at the start of the year i mentioned that horsehead was a suburb that i thought was one that would start to bring some real value back it, it was absolutely dumped about 10 15 years ago where maybe 40% loss in in value back in 2007 really around the the gfc Uh, properties on the canals that were two and a half mil are now worth 1.2 1.3 we mentioned that off air you brought that up yourself and i thought what an interesting coincidence why do you see value at 1.2 1.3 mil on the canal for those properties what would you compare that to would you, would you look at the gold coast for example yeah no it's a good point you know what because hall said like when you know, uh, i came back like a month ago right to perth and i went to hall said one of the agents said like sanjeev if you're looking at million dollar have a look there and first time i felt like i want to relocate to perth yeah. <laughs> well so i did that over christmas i thought geez i need to buy a holiday home here yeah exactly yeah. because i was feeling sad after buying my 1.2 mil in parramatta right like very 1.2 is because it was cheaper you can buy a decent one not the lavish luxury one which are like around 1.52 million right it was so good now i look all across the uh, the country right like even you go in queensland regional bundaberg quite hot right now right there also which is a regional right far away from brisbane or anything you're looking a million dollar plus on the water side mm. again it's a regional good economy but it's regional right now i look at sunshine coast you're looking at 2 million plus on the canal ones actually more than 3 million dollars similar like sydney forget about yeah. uh you're looking at don't like say bother. Yeah. don't bother right 5 million plus or something you know so if you look at uh, similarly like in adelaide you can buy you know on the water side again million dollar right uh, million plus but then again it's not the canal it's not the the kind of houses you're talking about right it's it's like a mansion kind of thing right mm. it's it's quite uh, double brick house rock solid structure it's good atmosphere like if you talk about mandura right uh it's quite happening place everything you have right so i think that's where it's quite value and the next phase when things will move these property i feel like 
it's just gonna jump because it has to come on par to the other part of the country, right? Yeah. You also mentioned areas around Gosnells that you're interested in. Obviously, you've spent enough time here, you'd notice that it is one of the lower socioeconomic areas in Perth, but you're still quite interested in this, I guess, for the price point and the rental yield. Would you explain again perspective on why you come into Gosnells and go, yes, I recognize it's not the most affluent place in Perth, but geez, it's, it's just too cheap. Gosdells, again, you look at different pockets, right? We can't just say one area entirely is low socioeconomic, right? Mm. Gosdells have good part of areas and then you have bad parts also, right? So, of course, I'm buying in the good parts, right? Where it's it's affordable, it's still, it's closer to the city, like 20 kilometers, right? Yeah. Again, you know, that's the strategy. You're closer, you're buying a land. Again, you know what it is. There is a pressure, good rental yields, good demand. Uh, and you're not far, right? So, What would the comparable in terms of socioeconomics be in Sydney? What would that cost as well? Sydney, I think, say similar stuff again. You know, within 20 kilometers of Sydney, it's hard, right? I mean, so <laughs> you're again talking about million dollar plus, right? Like, say, in St. Mary's, which is like, say, 40 kilometers from Sydney CBD, right? Uh, you have good pockets, bad pockets, uh, where the prices are like now seven, 800 Roughly, right? So and now touching million again. dollars, right? Yeah. Double. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're not going to get a 5% yield, right? Unless you build a granny flat or something. Yeah. Uh, or unless you have bought it like good time, like say seven years ago. So you're over here obviously for a reason. You've got an absolute pocketful of clients uh, that you're buying for. Otherwise, you wouldn't be spending your days here looking on an hourly basis. What is the feel from your clients when you have that initial conversation to say, look, Sanjeev, we want your help finding your property. You mentioned Perth. What's the initial reaction? Most of the clients are confident of in terms of because we educate our clients also that, you know, what to buy, what not to buy, what area to choose, why you're choosing a, a particular area, right? So from that perspective, clients are happy. And again, you know, of course, we are buying and as part of the strategy, we diversify also because, you know, we'll not say, okay, if you're a client and you want to buy three properties, we're not buying three properties in Perth, right? We'll buy one. We want to diversify, but uh, client reaction, no, they, they are comfortable. Uh, I don't see any problem there. Do you have any clients coming to you saying, Sanjay, find me a property in Perth? I've done my research. I've been on the forums. The feel seems to be Perth's a place to be. Yeah, I, I do have client actually uh, who literally, uh, they have bought two properties and they said like this time, Sanjeev, buy us in Perth. I said, why? What's happening? And I said, no, uh, looking forward, I think it's a good capital city. They have come to Perth and that's where like they're more comfortable. And they said, okay, I said, no, that's good. I think uh, we are already buying in Perth, so you know, no, no problem. As a Sydney cider, less of a buyer's agent, but just more of an East Coast resident, have you noticed any push or feel towards any emigration across the state? Mark McGowan is over in Sydney at the moment, pushing for people to come work in Western Australia, move your life, relocate, it's a better lifestyle. That's the push, trying to rebuild relationships since COVID. As a Sydney sided, have you seen people, met people around the barbecue who are making the move west? I've heard from uh, you know, one of my colleagues as, as well, you know, he works and he was saying, you know, because he follows a lot of Instagram, a lot of young people, so I think they, you know, a lot of people are moving because buying is still affordable lifestyle properties and they can work from anywhere. And of course, even they don't work in any industry, uh, you have got good pay. So I, I, I've heard people talking that they know their friends, they are moving. Well, the reason I asked this is there was a really good American A Current Affair episode a few months ago that spoke to, uh, based on the affordability factor, 
a flood of people leaving New York, Chicago, San Francisco, moving to North Carolina, Houston, these sort of areas. You think about that in Australia and it's a similar aspect now where people in Sydney really are, especially as interest rates rise, they're priced out of an affordable lifestyle that doesn't crunch them. They only have one option if they want to stay in Australia. It's moved to Perth right now when it comes to affordability just to have a roof over your head. No, I agree actually. And you know what? Other thing is COVID has changed the way we do transactions, right? Or do business or we we are working now. So, you know, a lot of companies are moving around, right? You know, you can work from home, all this stuff, right? Uh, unless, you know, you're working in mine or manufacturing, it's different, but, you know, most like IT jobs, right? Mm. So, uh, or a lot of office, back office jobs, right? So I think those people don't have to be living in Sydney. They can relocate anywhere Why you know, you don't have to literally work hard for the banks because, you know, when you have big mortgage, what you're working for, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, I think it's smarter that people relocate to affordable location. Still, you're getting all the good benefits of what you can get in an expensive city or town, right? When you look for investment property, you're over here at the moment, scouring the state, what are the key fundamentals you are expressing to your clients when outlining the benefits of a particular property? Buying in a high growth cash flow, of course, now interest is going off the roof, at least neutral property, right? So rental yield is a factor? Rental yield is a factor. Capital growth is a factor. Now, how do you do capital growth? Again, we say buy established houses in established suburbs, uh, where there is a pressure in terms of this people are buying, you know, stocks moving faster, rental demand, right? So those are the things. And, you know, of course, looking at a price point also. So it's no point investing a million dollar because, you know, risk is high. You're not going to get the yield. So generally, we look for 5% and above. And that's where your number is like around 500 mark, mm. maybe 550 max, right? Once you go beyond, it's harder. And this is like a sweet number also, like you know, keeping along the half a half million mark. Yeah. So a lot of these investors, they're looking for a neutral portfolio or at least some buffer there when interest rates rise, the portfolio will continue to be neutral. I guess rental price is going to continue to grow as well in Perth. So that you probably see that as a buffer too. And I think that's a really interesting point because we've noticed that as well. A lot of that inquiry that I'm getting, a lot of inquiry the number one agents in Perth are getting seem to always be around the median house price somewhere between 400 and 600 grand even though sydney siders seem to have a lot more capital available if they want it they're still interested around the median house price and that's where i think we're going to start seeing a lot of the pressure move in western australia the top end moved first the smart money always moves first right so the multi-million dollar houses have moved first and then it was the really higher end owner occupied properties in the second quartile now's the time i think this year where we're really going to see those properties that were worth 350 jump to 450 and 450 jump to 550 and so on this is the time for that part of the cycle yeah exactly i think it's just a matter of time you know when it happens in next six months or one year or two year nobody has a crystal ball but that will happen and plus you have income there one of the big fear-mongering factors at the moment that the national news houses are pushing, especially your news.coms, your domains, these publishers, every time the interest rate goes up, there's a conversation about how it's going to affect house prices. And it's very much pegged towards Sydney and Melbourne. We recognise that when we talk about the national conversation and housing, it very rarely ever bothers to talk about Western Australia, unfortunately, but that's how it is. Therefore, in the front of the minds of all investors nationally, not just in the East Coast, they're always thinking about rising costs, right? Inflation as well. How do you mitigate that with your clients when you're talking about those conversations? Is Perth the solution to that? It's not like Perth is a solution or or Adelaide is a solution. First of all, we need to understand like, why are you investing in property? 
you're not because the rate of interest is cheap. That's why investing. If that is the reason, yeah. you're in the wrong There's game. There's many right? other assets to invest in. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if the rate of interest is cheaper, you can get more borrowing, no problem. But first, uh, people need to understand, and uh, all the investors need to ask, like, why they're right? So I'm, as an investor, I'm here for long term. I'm here to create wealth and have a passive income. Now, none of the wealth or passive income is going to come unless I invest. So, so people need to understand and like invest, first learn that, okay, what kind of asset works, right? Of course, it's the sentiments it changes, right? But then, oh, because rate of interest is going up, I'm not going to invest. That's fine. If that's the decision they are making. Yeah, it's your risk profile. Yeah, exactly. But first, understand why you are here and you're here to wealth creation. And then that means, you know, you need to learn and and learn from other investors, right, who are successful in the marketplace, why they're successful. Most of the time, it's because they took risk mitigated action. Exactly. None of it was perfect, but the more action you take, the quicker you'll learn, right? Exactly. And it's those lessons, I think, that put most people ahead. And, and you know, in, in the starting, you mentioned failing fast because you're learning, you're building the experience, you're building the confidence, right? Building the momentum. So I think that's where it is. So, you know, like, if you're starting, you're in a completion phase, right? When you're buying, then no, just look at where the number makes sense, right? And and that's why, like, you know, people need to buy, watch your numbers, learn. Uh, I never look at the rate of interest because in property investing is a business and no business will have expenses. But as far as I'm profitable, why I have to worry about any of my expenses, right? If you're running a coffee shop, like, you might have to employ a person, you have to buy all the material, right? But as far as the business is profitable, why you have to worry about that, right? Because that will go up and down over time. Yeah, go up and down, right? You can't control that. So what you're confirming really is that mindset of property is a long to medium term yeah. investment. That's what you and your clients are investing in, and whether it's Perth or Adelaide or Queensland. It's not an in-out thing, especially with regards to effects on interest rates. They will go up, they will come down. Rents will go up, they may come down as well. It's a longer term capital growth strategy that you're actually focused on. Correct. Yeah, I think yeah, if someone is looking for a short-term play in a property, then maybe not the best game to be played, right? Unless you're a developer, you know, building that's different. Well, that's a concern that I think West Australians have sometimes when they hear about East Coasters coming across investing is that they push their money in, pushes prices up, and they pull it out a couple of years later when things start to turn a little bit, that it can have an effect. But it's good to hear that there is a perspective there that no, we think there's some more longer-term value here in Perth. Yeah, I think, and, and people say sales short term, but that happens everywhere. I see in Sydney, people buy, they make the decision. And that's where, you know, when they don't know why you are in this game, you buy at the wrong time, sell at the wrong time, all those things happens, right? So, but when you're educated, you're doing it well, the temporary noise, I would say, uh, you don't see that. You make a good point. When you see people lose in property, it's often when they've made short-term decisions. You rarely see someone lose money in property over a 10, 20 year period. Yeah. And it's not something I've thought about too much, but you're 100% correct. It's that most of the people who come out and say, I'm burnt by property, it didn't work for me. It's a property doesn't work whenever it is they were in and out. They bought at the wrong time yeah. and they sold at the wrong time because they just copped out, really. Exactly. So, yeah, I think if, if you play you know, smartly, follow the right people, get some ad good advice or follow good you know people, 
uh, and uh, invest wisely. And that's why in Australia, we have so many uh, successful investors. I uh, still have a small property portfolio, right? Yeah. A little over five mil and it's still growing, right? But then nothing, I'm like an immigrant, come with a bag from India and uh, still I can do it, right? And it's not like I was earning half a million, right? Yeah. <laughs> Much less than the Perth people, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> and, and, and you're a, probably a perfect representation of so many people, both in Western Australia and the rest of the country. Let's finish off, if we can, with Sanjeev's top five suburbs that he's interested in Perth right now. I'm definitely targeting areas in Gosnells, definitely Mandurah. Uh, Rockingham is there uh, on the north side also. I'm exploring a few areas. Uh, recently, even I went to uh, Bunbury. Yeah, uh, So quite attractive, a lot happening. Will I buy? I don't know. It's not far, even though it's regional, uh, but like say more or less 200 kilometers from Perth. So good, good, a um, lot of things happening on that side. Sanjeev Saar, our first ever non-West Australian in the studio to chat about West Australian topics and West Australian property investment. Thank you so much for coming in. Anyone in the East Coast is listening, I recommend having a chat to Sanjeev at Investor's Dream. I appreciate your time, mate. No, thank you. Pleasure, Trent. Nice talking to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!